Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, May 20th. Advice for women. There are two very different ways of relating to men. Flirtation is an easy way of winning them, and success may give you a sense of power over them. That power is delusive, however. Men will subconsciously resent you for drawing on their energy, even if they aren't sensitive enough to understand the reason for their resentment. If your behavior toward them is more self-giving, like that of a mother or a friend, you will increase their energy and they will always appreciate you. This is why women in India are spoken of as men's shakti, their strength or energy. As temptresses, however, they are not shakti, but ashakti, which means the opposite of shakti. Okay. Um... There are a series of days here in which Swamiji gives advice for men and advice for women alternately. We started yesterday and I was doing my best to create a neutral field because there is so much um, conversation these days about gender that when we talk simply about men and women, we tend to get embroiled in issues that are really not the point because masculine and feminine are divine realities. I was saying all this yesterday that are just the nature of the universe. Duality exists. So I often try to talk about it as yin and yang because everyone is a balance of yin and yang and yin and yang always has to work. It work in balance for us to be balanced human beings. In fact, very interestingly, even couples, heterosexual couples, a man and a woman, traditional couple in that sense, I would observe that the relationship, the success of the relationship, especially in terms of how it moved through the world, was really dependent on the yin-yang balance. That there always needs to be a receptive and an active. There needs to be a soft and a, well, soft and stronger opposites, but not in a different way. What I mean, um, well, receptive and active is really the two ways. There's just the two ways we have to work in the world. They're two sides of the same coin. And when I would see couples that were, were too yin, um, they might get along well, but they had a trouble making their way in the world. When I would see couples that were too yang, I mean collectively too yang, and that the relationship lacked a yin-yang yin balance, they might be successful in their outer life, but they had a very hard time making a home together. And it doesn't really matter, you know, what physical gender or, or, or gender identification either partner has, but a yin-yang balance is a universal need that, that, is, that every human being has to develop eventually within themselves. And we're drawn to a complementary energy because through that we absorb magnetism, we learn by example, we're supported sometimes in what we lack someone else provides until we become androgynous in the middle. I mean, we're all just, we're all intended to be in the end. We transcend all these differences and become complete within ourselves. That's where we're going. Now, at the present time, 
in the world, especially in the West, the you know sexual sexual love is presented as the ideal love. And one of the reasons that our culture is in such a mess is because that is not really true. That there is a, a power to sexual attraction and there's a power to sexual love, but life is based on a lot more than that. And we're, we're profoundly misguided by um, the entertainment industry and the fiction industry. We have all these fictional examples of, of, of what uh, ideal love looks like, and it's almost always sexual. And the problem with sexual, sexuality is just that it just is what it is. That's the problem with it. It's just, it's, it's not a life. It's not sufficient to make a life. It's a nice adjunct to life. It can be a nice adjunct to life, but it is not life itself. Um, so we have, we are, we are very much misleading one another when we um, make this ideal uh, way of relating to be sexual. And people flirt and people think it's lots of fun and they do it all the time. But, well, I, I, I'm going to quote Sat, um, Satguru, who's a very well-known teacher, much respected with good cause in the world. And he was asked by a college student, what did he think about women dressing in a sexually provocative way? And, and his answer was brilliant, and I'm just going to repeat it, and I have to give him credit. He said, a person is many different things, including their biology. He said, when a female person dresses in a way to be provocative to masculine energy, he said, you're, just, you're leading with your biology. And he says, it's just a question. What do you want to be? What do you want to lead with? When you go into a room, when you meet people, when you're trying to make new friends, what do you want to lead with? Do you want to lead with, your bi- with the, the biological magnetism that you can generate by a flirtatious attitude, by, by um, revealing dress, by the countless ways you know, that, that one gender can attract the other? You know, that we can, we can work a man and a woman, whoever they're trying to attract? You know, anybody who is at all experienced in this knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's a, de- it's a deliberate action that, that, that you make a decision to play with that energy. Maybe you're not aware of doing it yet, but if you start thinking about it, it's, it's a whole series of actual decisions that you make as to how you want to present yourself. Now, but what you're doing is you're leading with your biology and you're playing on someone else's biology. And, then, and these energies within us, they, they compel us. They, they emphasize our lack of capacity to hold strong in our own center and think rationally about what we're doing. Because, you know, people's biology can be stimulated in all kinds of situations that aren't actually going to lead <clears throat> to any kind of lasting happiness, you know, and people nowadays <clears throat> celebrate this side of things, but it's it's misguided. Now, I'm not trying to be prudish. I'm not trying to send us back to some, you know, stiff, um, repressed age. I don't think that was any better when people simply suppressed all their energy for fear of going to hell. I I don't think that was helpful either. Now, now we are allowed to experiment, and all the walls are down. 
All the walls are down. And that's leaving people quite adrift, but at the same time, it's also allowing people to find out for ourselves what is really true, rather than being frightened into eternal, by eternal damnation or compelled by the condemnation of society or bound by what is often hypocritical moral rigidity. You know, sometimes the most rigid people have the most secrets. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So now we get to try. We get to find out. Is this really working? But when, when one person uses their biology to make the other person, you know, dance a jig, which is just become, get completely spun around by that energy, we might think we're enjoying ourselves. And that's what Swami writes in here, using women toward men, because traditionally that's how it worked, but nowadays there's no rules about any of this. It's just biology to biology. And even if a person is not sufficiently aware to realize what's being done to them, on a, on a deeper level they'll resent it. I mean, what is the the lowest common denominator among people. It's our biology. It's like physical animals. And like a human being is so much deeper and so much more than that. And yes, of course, you know, everybody can go there. And as I'm saying, it's not a sin. It just is what it is. That's, you know, that's the good news and that's the bad news. It just is what it is. But a human being has, has much greater refinement than just their biology. We have deep emotional needs, we have intellectual interests, we have artistic aspirations, and ideally we have, we have spiritual hope. We have the beginning of understanding that I could be, I am, and I could be so much more, and that where my happiness comes from is way beyond my biology. Of course, you know, it can be unsettling, but to deliberately well, tease is actually the word, but tease and torment each other with this energy. It's, um, it's misguided. It's profoundly misguided. And it's misguided for a very simple reason. It just sets up a vibration that in the end does not really bring us happiness. You know, it's very easy to have that kind of attraction. I know it doesn't come always. Interestingly, often the most casual kind of association is often associated with alcohol or with or with marijuana or some kind of something that reduces our inhibitions and and often takes away the the finer edge of both our mind and our spirit i mean i think there's a relationship there that just really has to be considered i know these are very radical things when i you know i've talked to in america these things come up you know how drunk do you have to be and still be able to give informed consent? And nobody asks the question, why are people getting that drunk? <laughs> I mean, I've talked to many people about these things. The whole premise is, the premise is that we're already that drunk. But why are we that drunk? And it's just like these things are often really close to each other. And our whole society, we are, we're in a big story. We're in a big changing story. And better that people get to have their own experience and build their values up from their own experience. But we also have to be honest about that experience. And from those kinds of experiences, after that kind of experience, how do you build a life? I mean, this is something you can maybe do when you're young and you're beautiful and everybody thinks you're marvelous, but time passes. And most people's lives need more than biology. They need true friendship. They need true love. They need 
the true capacity to accomplish something, to really work with other human beings, to create a family, to, to create a home, to create a lifestyle, whatever it might be. And then the working together becomes much more subtle. And this is where Swami talks about traditionally, you know, the the woman is the source of energy. The yin gives the energy to the masculine, the masculine then goes out and creates. Nowadays, that can be any gender, and, and what it often is, it's this actually quite positive, just kind of uh, ever-changing dance, where the yin and yang stay in balance, but it's like whoever can provide whatever is needed provides it, and we become each other's shakti, whatever gender body you're living in. But what Shakti is, is we give energy. That's why Swamiji talked about, you know, think about being self-giving, thinking about being a true friend, instead of just teasing someone like a puppet, you know, just using your biology to tease them like a puppet. puppet. Think about being a friend. When I challenged a couple of teenage girls, they were 17, they were not that young because I thought their dress was um, stunningly immodest. Again, bear in mind, I, I'm, I'm not coming at this from a prude. I was just extremely curious as to why they dress like that. And basically their response was, well, it's the guy's problem. I thought, what about, I said, what about friendship? And just, you know, they were too young to have really thought about it, but I didn't think they were too young to be thinking about it. I said, what about friendship? What about really trying to be helpful to people around you instead of just exercising your power? Because, because biologically, at the age of 17, you have it. So Swami's suggesting that we think much more deeply about this. Instead of just draining people's energy because we can, how can we actually give? How can we be a service to this world? That's what, that's what a good life is built on. You might have a good evening or a good week or even a good year with another kind of energy. But if you want a really good life, you have to think much more deeply about what you're doing. So Swamiji says, advice for women. There are two very different ways of relating to men. Flirtation is an easy way of winning them, and success may give you a sense of power over them. That power is delusive, however, Men will subconsciously resent you for drawing on their energy, even if they aren't sensitive enough to understand the reason for their resentment. If your behavior toward them is more self-giving, like that of a mother or a friend, you will increase their energy, and they will always appreciate you. This is why women in India are spoken of as men's shakti, their strength or energy. As temptresses, however, they are not shakti, but it's opposite, ashakti. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.